if you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. And you guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zalmanoff. Hello everybody, Sean Zalmanoff here with Next Level Loan Officers Podcast and joined by our friend today, John Downs. John, how are you, sir? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me today. Well, thanks for being here, John. You have uh, quite an interesting story of success, failure, rebuilding, success, and quite a bit of leadership and mentorship that has followed after this. Uh, so it was quite impressive in what you've already shared with me so far, and I'm glad what we're going to be able to bring to our listeners and viewers today. So again, thank you for joining us and all of you listening and watching. I appreciate you as well too. John, you said uh, this is your 19th year in the business. So you started in, in the great year of uh, the new millennium in 2000, huh? Yeah, right. So <clears throat> what's funny is um, this: the, the way I got into the business is an old friend uh, from college basically said, Hey, get into the mortgage business. You should do pretty well, but you'll get a, a good quality of life, which was the biggest bunch of bull. I think that, <laughs> so they brought me in and, uh, and it was make a lot of money and then have flexibility and freedom. And I think coming right out of the gate, the money side was true. Uh, the freedom was not. <laughs> and that, uh, but yeah, no, over 19 years, I don't know if you can see the gray hair anywhere in here, but uh, I'm only 41 and it feels like I'm 60. Uh, but it's, it's been a, a good, interesting ride. Yeah, it's, I just turned 41 a few months ago as well too. And I, I don't know, man, John, I, I feel great. It took a long time to get that, that flexibility and that life balance back, mm -hmm. but it, uh, you know, something that we strive for, something that we strive for next level, but also, man, the, the real hard, honest truth is there's few times where people have as much equity in their homes as they do right now. Mm -hmm. Interest rates are, are pretty darn amazing. The housing market's hot. You know, sometimes loan officers, they want this magic pill, this easy, the silver bullet. The fact is, man, like there's some seasons, there's some 90 day cycles where we got to roll up our sleeves and I mean, working 50, 60 hours, can set your entire year for a mm -hmm. three month period. For sure. Think, no, great I, point. I, that, that's one of the things that I, that I struggle with because everybody's like, man, oh, you can just work 20 hours a week and you know, life's great. And maybe margins were like that at one point, but you know, you have to, as it says uh, above my shoulder here, you got to do the work and mm -hmm. man, when the time is right, like it is right now, this is the time to really roll up those sleeves and, and get busy which you've been doing for 19 years. So you started out, the, the money was good. Tell us about the business you built. And then, uh, you know, you kind of have an interesting story of how it got taken away pretty quickly as well too. Yeah. So I wound up getting in, in uh, June 2000. And the idea was I was going to be a builder loan officer. That, that was it. I was hired specifically to target builders and new home track communities. 
Uh, if you remember the company National City Mortgage, they're kind of not any longer, but uh, awesome company. And I remember I trained for 30 days and a lot of loan officers out there probably can kind of uh, relate to this. I trained for 30 days and then I was given a map and they highlighted, right? Like back then we didn't have smartphones and GPS. We just had, you know, old maps. And with a highlighter, it was basically, you're going to drive around the beltway, go down this road, turn here, go up there. And any new home community you see, I want you to stop in there and go in and then pitch this, whatever the, the pitch was. Uh, so the first place I pulled up to, there weren't enough cars. So I thought, ah, well, I don't know. It's going to be awkward. So skipped in, didn't even walk into that builder community. Second builder community, there were too many cars. So I didn't go in. And then the third one, I was driving up. I, I think I cranked up some like Limp biscuit or something just to make my head go crazy. And I was mad at myself for, for not getting out of the car. So I, I told myself I was going to, as I pulled up to the next builder community, I was just going to throw the door open, slam the car in park and walk into this builder site. And sure enough, walked right in as the agent is slamming the phone down, mad at their lender for moving another closing. I mean, it was just poetry. <laughs> it, and instantly, the very next day, I became a $40 million loan officer at the ripe age of 21 years old. Um, so of course, uh, that I became the story of someone who, if they work really hard and put themselves in the right place at the right time, you know, they called luck laboring under correct knowledge was sort of a thing that we used to use. And, uh, and I became that poster child of get into the business, work really hard, look what you could become. And it only took a few years to ramp up to $80, $90 million a year. I was you know, top 10 in Washington, D.C. market, uh, mostly new construction. And then in 2009 and 10, all my builders went out of business, every single one. And I had a pipeline that was you know, basically 140 LTV jumbo loans, right? You couldn't refinance those. So I went from hero to zero really, really, really quickly. Um, fast forward to 2012 was sort of the year that I remember through May of that year, I closed 5.9 million. So to think about it, just a few years before, I'm closing eight, nine, 10 million a month. And now all of a sudden I'm struggling to close a million. And I basically, kind of what you said, do the work. Rolled up my sleeves, went to my wife. I'm like, honey, this is just going to be a grind. I've got to work seven days a week until I start getting business. And I went into a new market. I wrote a lot of handwritten cards. I went to a lot of open houses. I was relentless on the phone. I was relentless at just doing all those things that we do when we're younger and we have time. And I had a wife and two small kids, so it was harder. Um, and then came back three years later and I'm back to doing 100 million a year again. Now, what's interesting is we're having this podcast. I feel like I'm yet again reinventing myself because the market and the landscape has changed so much. You know, the larger banks are doing okay. They're kind of jumping into the, the jumbo space. They're controlling it. They're getting deeper into the high balance space. They're starting to control that and do well there. So it takes a, a different level of loan officer to kind of navigate that market and make sure that you're constantly in the sweet spot of whatever company you work for and whatever, uh, you know, target audience that you can perform and win. Um, so I do still feel like I'm rebuilding for a second time around. Well, I mean, we're always rebuilding. And, you know, 2018 was, I mean, hands down the most challenging year since the Great Recession and a lot of aspects even more challenging than uh, what some of us went through, not you with all of your builders going out of business during that time. But like, if we're not continually reinventing ourselves, then we're going to get passed by. What 
somebody who was an amazing loan officer and what it took to be an amazing loan officer in 2016, you're barely average here in 2019. Mm -hmm. And you know, it reminds me of a story. I was listening to an interview with Wayne Gretzky and you know, they were saying, man, Wayne, how are you just like, you were just so much better than everybody else your entire hockey career. And he said, you know, the difference in me and everyone else is everyone always was skating to where the puck was. I skated to where I thought the puck was going. Mm-hmm. And John, that's what you're realizing right now is you're reinventing yourself. Like you can either go and be a dinosaur and realize that some of these banks, when, you know, they, we put a 200 and their clients put $250,000 deposit with them, they're going to undercut us by a quarter of a point. And that's just, right. we're not, we're not, that's not our market. We can't compete on that unless we go work for them for substantially lower commission structure in, mm-hmm. in most cases. So we got to go to where that puck's going. You know, you have a unique motto as well, too, uh, wealth for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Yeah. So a few years ago, I was trying to figure out um, how to market, rebrand, tell my story. So I hired a marketing firm out in actually Portland, Oregon called August Partners, really awesome company. And we sat in a room for three straight days and they just fired questions at me. And, you know, it was like a room full of just nothing but whiteboards. And they would just keep asking questions, asking questions, tell me about this borrower, tell me about this borrower. And, and what they found is deep down, I am just a big educator. And I'm all about people choosing the right loan and understanding how real estate can be one of the world's best assets for average regular people to build significant wealth. And the idea of wealth for the next generation, it's kind of uh, build your own wealth, but then also build your wealth for your kids, your grandkids, you know, and, and, and that's kind of where we came up with that, with that tagline. And, and that is something that as I go through, um, you know, real estate pitches, you know, who's the ideal client to send me? Well, the person that wants a real deep education, if they just want the best rate, send them online to like bank rate or something. Don't waste my time. We're there. It's just go there. Like I'm an educator. So that's kind of why we came up with that tagline and why now as I go through this rebranding, I love where my business is going because I'm attracting my ideal client where I get excited to talk to them and they get excited to receive the information. So it, it's, it's working. For all of you listening to this, like so many loan officers try to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And you're going to be replaced if that's where you're heading in the future. Technology cannot replace what you're doing, John. Somebody who wants an education can't be replaced by a phone and an app and, you know, eventually putting your fingerprint on your phone and your bank statements and uh, tax returns and everything just automatically popping into populating in the loan origination software. So that's awesome. And I mean, we have to, as loan officers, as mortgage advisors, um, as, uh, you know, Barry Habib mentions all the time as a debt advisor and a debt manager, I mean, mm-hmm you've got to specialize in what you're doing. And that's also like, you know, something that we talk about a lot in our office with, with our salespeople and especially inside the next level with our coaching clients is being a wealth manager. And and that's really what we are. Love it or not. The most significant asset that almost everybody buys and owns is their house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have rates and low 3% right now. And you're like, you don't call them. You don't talk to them. They've got, they're sitting there with a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars of equity inside of their house right now, and all of these other high interest things that if you 
listening to this were to call them, realizing that you could help them tap into their equity, probably give them a rate a point higher, maybe even two points higher, and still create a ton of wealth for them by paying off their house sooner. And that's really what we have to become unless we just want technology to replace us. And it's, it's impressive to see the tools that uh, you're knowing and bringing to the table because that's the advisor of the future, not the order taker of the future that a lot of us in the industry are right now. Yeah. You know, to your point. Um, so, you know, before we started, I said, I'm a coaching nut. Uh, I believe, unfortunately, I think the industry leaders fail most of the loan officers out there. I think they kind of leave it. And this, that's not overly a broad statement, not every leader, not every company, but generally speaking, they hire you and they like pat you on the butt and they're like, go get some business. And then we're all trying to figure out our own world. And we're all dysfunctional at like some level because we got in this business. Um, and, and we're trying to find efficiencies. We're trying to find marketing strategies. We're trying to do all this stuff. So I'm a nut about coaching because I believe you can dial into networks like yours that where you, you get uh, mortgage loan officers, you get their struggles. You hear different things from around the country of who's doing what. And when I say, you know, I'm kind of having a struggle with this, just like that, you can give me three things like, oh, so-and-so in Indiana did this, so-and-so in Seattle did this. And all of a sudden you, you can have all these aha moments that you can further your, your business. So one of the first consultants I ever hired, that was 2012, right when I was sort of at the bottom, um, and he said, well, what about your past clients? And I said, what, what about my past clients? He said, well, what are you doing to get back to them? How are you managing that relationship? And at that point, that was one of the light bulbs. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I stink. I have a crappy newsletter that goes out. I don't reach out to them unless rates make sense. Like really, what value am I even bringing? Uh, so if all I'm really bringing is value at time of transaction, my whole life is going to be just all about the grind. Go get next loan, next loan, next loan, new real estate agent, new something, new, right? New lead, new lead. Whereas if I just dialed back a little and realized that we should do annual mortgage reviews, we should use a lot of Barry's calculators. We should talk about, um, pulling that equity out, maybe buying an investment property, using that, the wealth from that to pay for your future college tuition for your kids, like all that kind of advisory stuff. So I bought into it back then. And now my uh, 2012, 13, 14 pipeline, they are all moving and they're all coming back to me. So I think to your point, it's making sure that every loan that you do, you realize that there is a transactional value. That's that one loan. Then there's the lifetime value. That's when they move and they still use you. But then there's the relational value of if you constantly stay in touch with really good value, then you get all their friends and their family and your business can go parabolic in as short as three or four years. If, if you stay focused on every loan you touch providing value for the rest of their life, instead of always focusing on the new agent or the new loan. It was actually funny. There's been two references that, that you've made that's, that's made me think of something. And you know, you're talking about industry leaders failing, and that's just a, it's just a true statement for the, the broad industry. But you said when you first started in the business, you got 30 days of training. That I'm most loan officers on listening to this through whatever medium they're listening to this right now haven't had 30 days of training in their entire career. Mm -hmm. You know, they haven't had it at their company. They haven't taken the time and invested in themselves and, you know, gone into mastermind groups or coaching programs. And they just, they're living the same kind of 
day, the cycle, year in, year out, instead of really truly growing their business and growing themselves. And as the market shift and change, like technology's here. How do we embrace it? How do we move forward? And John, like it's just, it's so evident and clear to tell and see how you're insulating yourself from it as being that true advisor. It's mm -hmm. quite commendable in what you're doing. Yeah, so tell me, um, you're welcome. To tell me some more, like, you know, this is, this is how you really built your business. And I know one of the things that separates you and it's obvious from talking uh, to being relational versus uh, transactional with your clients. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, is there a few scripts, a few points that you could tell somebody listening right now? Like, what are you doing that's making that so successful for you to be able to convey that message to your clients on a daily and yearly basis? Mm, man, that's like the hardest question you could ask me. Um, so it, it's probably the one I struggle with the most. For me, it's really easy to be relational with my consumer. Okay, so the person that needs a loan. For me to be relational with them, it's really just getting to know them. I genuinely don't want people to make a mistake. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and I had to teach myself all of them. And because I've learned so much, like why go through the error yourself? Why can't I just take all my knowledge of what I've seen people do and inject it in you right now and change the course of your life? So that's, that's sort of my why. So it's really easy for me with buyers. Now, the harder part is, of course, getting referral partners. And because I'm so relational, um, in the end, you know, like for instance, right now when I say I'm rebranding and regrowing and trying to get new agents, really it's through listing agents because that's, it's a flawless transaction. You've got five or six touch points. They'll take your phone call every time. Uh, you can show up at settlement, although a lot of times it's hard not only to do that, but also listing agents, you know, everyone, no one's at the table anymore, at least in the DC metro area. Um, but through the outreach mixed with a really good social strategy, uh, they get to know you more. And if, and if you're authentically yourself on social and then you're doing some targeted boosting, you know, into real estate and whatever, so that the people keep seeing you, um, that when they finally talk to you, they do feel like they know you, their guard is left down. It becomes easier to get into, hey, let me just get together and learn a little bit more about your business. Um, I mean, the other part is I am noticing that I actually have leads to give to agents now just because I've had that laser focus since 2012 and I am getting the friends and the family and the, the repeat clients that uh, maybe there's an agent that is out of the business where they didn't like their previous agent. Um, so I believe in matching personalities. Mm -hmm. So one of my key things, if you have this ability to, to deliver leads, as you can say, well, occasionally I have people who um, they're looking to buy in certain segments uh, and they actually want some real estate agent recommendations. And I'm a big people deal with people kind of person. And I believe in matching personalities. I'd love to get together with you just to learn more about you so that if something comes my way, I can, I can definitely keep you in mind. And I'm in like 5,000 different coaching groups. So maybe I've got some ideas that I can give you that'll help you with your business. So that's kind of like a, about the extent of maybe a script that I could give you. No, I mean, that was perfect. I mean, you delivered when you were saying it was a hard question right away. I mean, the, the very first few things that came out of your mouth were, were perfect for people to take uh, and be able to develop that into their own. And I mean, the thing is, is just understanding what you want and why it matters. And, you know, people are, 
so many realtors or so many loan officers or, you know, they're trying to call 40, 50 agents a week and get in front of them. And, you know, you're one of a hundred other loan officers who's making 40 or 50 phone calls a week to try to get in front of them. And when you know that you want people who want the education, you're really clear and concise about what you're asking for. You're probably one of two loan officers that they've talked to in the last 30 years who has uh, been that clear and said how much they want to help people. And I mean, again, it's, it's exactly where the future of our industry is going, needs to go. And, and, and that's where the Amazons and Zillow mortgages of the world will never be able to, comp uh, to compete with us. Is there any other technology that you're using in your business that, uh, uh, to communicate this, whether it's Mortgage Coach or MBS Highway or, you know, what do you do to, to stay in front of them and use technology to help that? Yeah. So um, the three technologies I use would be, you named two of them, Mortgage Coach and MBS Highway. Uh, I also really like MBS Live. Um, more for just all the daily articles that come out. I don't know, it's cheap. It's like 39 bucks a month, but everything can be branded to your own name. It gives the average rate tables on the side. They have a newsletter. So I, I, I like all three. Um, I, I rarely ever send anything out without a mortgage coach. Rare, like rarely ever. The old one-page PDF, I just don't do anymore. Um, so big believer in mortgage coach. Uh, MBS Highway stuff I'm starting to use. It slows me down a little bit. I don't have a lot of time and it's a little clunky for me to get through. So, uh, but I like the, the output of some of the tools. And I think honestly, it's probably just me figuring out a way to use it faster <laughs> is probably the right answer. Um, but that's really it from the tech stuff. I, I, you know, a lot of it is, a lot of what I'm doing right now is trying to bring scale to my business. So one thing you, you mentioned, the whole Amazon thing. I believe we all need to come to the conclusion that we are going to have to make a lot less money per loan and we're going to have to do a lot more loans for us to stay viable in the future. That's just my, my personal understanding that if I'm doing 20 loans a month right now, I've got to find a way to do 50 at 50% of the commission that I'm making right now. So how do you do that? I've got to bring scale to every little part of the job. I have to bring scale to the education I provide. I have to bring scale to the presentations I give. Um, I need to have a bunch of quick parts in my Outlook so I can take emails instead of taking 15 minutes to send them. I need to send them in five. And my mortgage coach, instead of sending, taking seven minutes, I need to do it in three, right? So I'm, I'm really digging into just getting hyper-efficient because I just believe deep down in my soul that comp's going to get cut and we have to do a lot more loans more efficiently. Um, to that point, I think building out a powerful video education system um, is going to be the ultimate way to provide scale. And if you think of just sending out an email that says, hey, it was great talking to you today. Um, you know, we briefly touched on PMI tax savings, um, combination loans, and um, future net worth, blah, 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 whatever. And then I've hyperlinked four videos I think that you should watch in order to uh, highlight the, those topics. Now, right now I'm on the phone with those people talking for seven to eight minutes per topic. Well, now I've got to cut all that out. Make the, you can see my little video camera back there. <laughs> I'm going in Saturday for eight hours and I'm going to film a whole bunch of videos so that I can bring scale. Uh, and maybe that's YouTube, maybe that's Wistia, maybe that's my website. Um, all of you know, them. I think any of those things could work. Facebook, you just put all your videos on Facebook and then get the, the URL and copy that. So uh, I think that would be the other tool is to just say, do more video, but 
to bring scale to your business and the education you provide. One, I mean, with putting it on Facebook too, then you're like, hey, in order to view all this stuff, you got to be my friend. You got to like this page. And then they get, you get to stay in front of them for the next 50 years that we're all on Facebook together too. Mm-hmm. So lots of good ideas there. Hey, John, if, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you um, for any reason, um, what would be a, a good email address or something for them to be able to reach out and talk to you more? Yeah. So my email is uh, jdowns at mvb. So I, I won't tell you what the real name is, but I call it most valuable bank mortgage.com. So jdowns at mvbmortgage.com. Or you can just Google John Downs Downs Group and hopefully all my stuff will pop up and you can find me there too. Awesome, man. I appreciate you being a guest today. Is there any last bit of information that you'd like to share with any of our uh, viewers and listeners before we sign off here? No, just um, don't get discouraged. You know, I, 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 of anyone that you'll ever talk to and one of the most emotional people that you'll ever meet. Um, and when things are really hard, it's just really easy to switch that mindset into like, everything sucks. Everything's hard. I'm not going to make it. This is terrible. And because I've certainly rebuilt once going from zero back to a hundred million a year. And now I find myself back in a little bit of that. So just keep your mindset in check Uh, you know, look at yourself. And if you feel like you provide a lot of value, just keep providing a lot of value. Tell your story, get out there, have some passion behind who you are. And don't get, don't look at your commission sheet. Don't look at anything. Just show up, do the work, right? To to what you said. And success will come your way if you keep your mindset sharp. So that would be about the only other thing. There's a statement that we make in Next Level quite often, and it's the story that you tell yourself the most is the story you believe the most, and the story you believe the most is the story you tell yourself the most. And, you know, if you're positive about the future, if you're positive about where the industry is going, although John's correct, we're going to have to settle for a little bit less commission and and do a few more loans. The good thing is, is that in the next five and 10 years, there's going to be a whole lot less loan officers in the business. So those of us who are advising and doing it right, It's going to be there for us because the realtors are going to need us. That's another story that you have to tell yourself. Like if you're outgoing and being desperate for business all the time, people hear that. If you're confident in what you do and you know that you're awesome and people need you, you know, of course, nobody wants a mortgage. They just want a home, but they do want the money to buy that home. And when we provide that in an efficient advisory manner, we're going to win. So... Sean Zalmanoff here with Next Level Loan Office. I appreciate you all listening today and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see you all later.